Otto, take it away. And counting me with me. One, <laughs> two, two, three, 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 four, five, got at least okay. one one of us all saying one at the same time. And the rest... <laughs> Hi, I'm Patricia. Welcome to the 105th episode of A Breath of Song. I'm so glad you chose to do this today, which is extra special because it's the first time we've had an entire five-person group join us for a songwriter conversation. Five people make up voice exchange, which creates music together both in person and at a distance. We'll get into the hows and whys and the whos soon, but for now I just want to say welcome to all of you. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you very much. Great to be Glad here. to be here. Fabulous. We'll tease all of you apart in a little bit. We're here to plant songs that help us heal, adapt, and grow. Your voice is exactly what's needed for this. I'm coming to you straight from my home in what is now called Burlington, Vermont, on the unceded lands of the Abenaki. And let's see, let's start with Beth Lyons. Tell us where you're calling from, and then please pass it to another voice exchange member. So I am coming from Tacoma Park, Maryland, right outside of Washington, D.C. Paris. I'm Paris Kern, and I'm in Saxton's River, Vermont. Joy. I am Joy, and I am in Roanoke, Virginia. How about you, Dina? I'm Dina Torok, and I'm in from Rockville, Maryland. And I must be last. My name is Amato, <laughs> and I'm uh, phoning in from Quincy, Massachusetts, outside of Boston. But when Amato phones something in, it's better than when the rest of us are there in person. <laughs> Yay, all of our voices will turn up as they are today, and no matter what, we can feel the connection to our breath and vibration in our body. Let's find how good it can feel to sing. Last week, I shared Voice Exchange's song, Take My Hand, which was built on a core created by Paris Kern. Today, Voice Exchange will be teaching us another song they created called Touch the Sky, which was built on a core created by Beth Lyons. And all of that will make more sense after you've learned some of these songs and we've talked about their process. We'll learn this song, Touch the Sky, slowly so it can settle inside you and you can begin to trust it as a resource, let it move you into a state of flow. Then we get to enjoy a conversation with all five people. We'll close out again with the song at the end. You'll always be able to find this episode with full show notes and artwork and other glitz and glam on the website, abreathofsong.com. Let's start by warming up with a good yawn stretch. Oh, maybe roll your shoulders a little bit. Stretch your neck your back, whatever your body is crying out for. You can be making noises as you move. Yeah. Pay a little extra attention now as the breath comes in to feel how it can widen your ribcage. Creating space and release, let it soften. And let it come into your belly, widening your belly. And as it releases, soften your jaw and your mouth and your tongue. And into your pelvic bowl, nice and deep, low, maybe even into your toes. And release up through your spine and your skull. 
Yeah, and maybe take that breath and on the next exhale, go into a roller coaster. Sing back to me. as good a place to stop as any. Beth, I'm going to turn it over to you to share Touch the Sky. All right. So uh, I'm going to say the lyrics. We're going to have everybody say the lyrics that we're singing. The lyrics that I'm singing are also sung by Joy and Paris because they're singing harmonies to my part. I am singing, you are safe here. You are safe. No one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. Just touch the sky. And after Joy and Paris have come in and harmonized that part, I'll be coming in with a part that has the following words. You are safe in the arms of the sky. No one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. You need to touch the sky. And then I come in last, and my part, the words will be, you are safe here, you are safe here, you are safe in the arms of the sky. No one will ask you why, oh no, why. You'll touch the sky, just touch the sky. You'll touch the sky, just touch the sky. Awesome. So, if someone could give me a G. safe here you are safe no one will ask you why you need to touch the sky just touch the sky you are safe here you are safe. No one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. Just touch the sky. Now at a harmony. You are safe here. You are safe. No one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. Just touch the sky. And here comes a tenor part. You are safe here. You are safe. No one will ask you why. 
You need to touch the sky. Just touch the sky. You are safe here. You are safe. No one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. Just touch the sky. You are safe here. You are safe. No one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. Just touch the sky. And here comes a baritone bass part. You, you are in the of the sky no one no one will ask you why you you need to touch, need the, to sky. touch the sky just touch the sky touch the sky comes the next part you, you are safe here you are safe here you are safe in the arms of the sky no You'll touch the sky, just touch the sky. You'll touch the sky, just touch the sky. Again. You are safe here, you are safe here, you are safe in the arms of the sky. No one will ask you why, oh no You'll touch the sky, just touch the sky. You'll touch the sky, just touch the sky. You are safe in the arms of the sky. No one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. Touch the sky. You'll touch the sky. Just touch the sky. You are safe. You are safe in the arms of the sky. No one will ask you why. Oh no, you need to touch the sky. Just touch the sky. it was the last one that came in and there was so much else going on would you be willing to sing it just by itself yes sure okay i start on the second beat so count two three four one 
You are safe here, you are safe here, you are safe in the arms of the sky. No one will ask you why, oh no, why? You'll touch the sky, just touch the sky. You'll touch the sky, just touch the sky. Then we repeat. You are safe here, you are safe here. You are safe in the arms of the sky. No one will ask you why, oh no, why. Can I hear it with Beth's part? You'll touch the sky, just touch the sky. <laughs> You'll touch the sky, just touch the sky. You, you are, are safe, safe here, you are safe you here, you are safe in the arms of the sky. No one no will one ask you. Why? Oh no! Why? You need to touch the You'll sky. You'll touch the sky. Just, just touch, touch the, the sky. sky. You'll touch the sky. Just touch <laughs> yeah, the sky. Yes. <laughs> You'll touch the sky. You'll touch the ah, sky. The way that it ends. I'm wondering if we can go and and hear Amato's part by itself with the same kind of idea, and then. Just Amato's part, and then yes. maybe add just Beth's part onto that so we can hear how those link. So mine also starts on the second beat. So starting two, three, four, one. You are in the arms of the sky. No one you why you. You need to touch the sky. You need to touch the sky. You, you are, are safe in here. You are safe of the sky. No one, no one will ask you, you why. To touch the sky. Can we add joy? Just touch the sky. To touch the sky. You are safe You are safe of the sky. No one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. Sky. Just, Just touch, touch the sky. Touch the sky. You, you are safe here. You are safe in the arms of the sky. No one, no one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. Just touch the sky. Just touch the sky. You are safe. You are safe in the arms of the sky. No one will ask you why. You need to touch. 
touch the sky. Just touch the sky. Touch the sky. Just touch the sky. Really touch the sky. Just touch the sky. Just touch the sky. Just feel sort of a connection up. Beth, can you tell us how that song came about? Sure. We had the practice of making five-part songs and four-part songs and multi-more-part songs during the pandemic when we led online circle songs because one of the things that we were missing in the pandemic was the sound of singing with other people, and we wanted to be able to give that. The theme for this series of songs was trees, And I couldn't figure out what I wanted to sing about trees until I thought of what I wanted the tree to be saying to me. Beautiful. And that's how that happened. All right. I'm going to start by asking each of you to introduce yourself again, sharing with us your very earliest song memory and maybe a super quick description of your relationship with your voice. You know, the... Um, And let's start with Paris, if we could. And then Paris, you name who comes next. Okay. The first song that I remember hearing in a recording was Burl Ives, How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? (laughs) So that was my earliest memory that I could conjure up. Wait, did you sing along with it or did you just listen to it? How much was that doggy in the window? Of course I did. Yeah, I wanted to be a veterinarian and everything because of that song, I think. And um, what was this other part of the question? Was, oh, my voice. Oh, it's been through many things. I wanted to be Julie Andrews when I was about seven years old, and then I wanted to be Joan Baez when I was about 11 years old, and then I went through, I wanted to be, David Crosby and and Martin Carthy and all sorts of English people. And then in the end of junior high, I got very heavily into British, Scottish, Irish mm. folk, very deep. And that's where I concentrated, but I ended up being a voice major in classical music in college. And then after that, I spent the next, however many years it's been, 40 years, unlearning that. Yeah. So that's my relationship with Beautiful. my voice. Do you want to pass it to somebody else? Do you want to pick who goes next? Yes, I do. Dina. Yes. Well, I have two early memories, and I'm not sure which came first. One was I had a toy, a little plastic toy that played It's a Small World After All, and that's all <laughs> it played. So I, I have <laughs> a memory of being in the kitchen playing it over and over and over again. My poor mom. <laughs> I'm sure she got sick of it, but I never did. And then my other early memory, actually I have a picture of it somewhere, is um, me singing and making up a tune to one of those cards you get in kindergarten with a letter. Each letter gets a charac- is a character and they get their oh. own card. And um, like I had, so I had, this is Miss O and inside there were maybe four words or phrases with O. And my brother is at the piano playing something and I was making up a tune and singing to <laughs> Miss O. <laughs> and go figure, I was making up uh, tunes from that early age. And, uh, th- you know, I think I've been doing that ever since. 
um, my relationship with my voice. Well, I've, I've, so I've sung as long as I remember, and I've harmonized as long as I can remember. I think I learned that pretty early on. And because I love harmony so much, I never learned words. <laughs> I would start harmonizing to, um, you know, Hotel California, even everything, right? And harmonizing, and I did it right from the start, so I never bothered listening to the words. So I still don't know the words to anything. So thank goodness I found a song <laughs> practice where I don't need to. <laughs> Because uh, um, that's that's just the way it goes. Sometimes I can make them up, and so often I don't. <laughs> How about a motto? Thank you. Um, one of my earliest song memories. Uh, I can remember sitting in the first house that I remember ever living in, which I only lived in until I was about five years old. So this must have be a memory from that age. We had a record of kids' songs, and one of the songs on the record of kids' songs was... Uh, Diddle, diddle, dumpling, my son John went to bed with his stockings on. One shoe off and one shoe on. Diddle, diddle, dumpling, my son John. So I guess that's it, huh? <laughs> I sang that today to my grandchild. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Good songs live Very on. Very cool. And what's my relationship with my voice right now? You know, pretty accepting. Um... I have to say that I'm not pleased with how much time I'm giving the relationship between myself and my voice. You know, I should be taking time and uh, moving beyond just being comfortable with it and to a point where I know that I'm actually competent with it, <laughs> right? But uh, in terms of history, you know, uh, like, like others here, I've been singing for as long as I can remember. You know, I declared voice as my principal instrument for times that I was uh, studying music. Uh, I got the classical voice training, but it was the jazz vocal workshops that really convinced me to kind of go in that direction. And, and that's brought me via a circuitous route to where it, I, where it is that I am today with it. Um, I don't sound like Freddie Mercury, but somewhere along the way, I finally figured out, oh, I'm not supposed to. I'm supposed to sound like the best version of a motto. I love what you said about the relationship idea that that it takes time to form a relationship. We wouldn't expect to form a relationship with another person, a friend or a, a loved one without putting in the time. So thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Beth. Hey, thank you. Um, my first memory of a song is a really vague memory but it was a song my mom sang to me about um, putting on pjs in the summer and how nice the cool sheets would feel and i asked her like way later and she said i have no idea i just sang stuff to you i just made stuff up and i cannot tell you wow can't sing it again doesn't exist uh and so the other one is oh jolly playmate come out and play with me and my relationship with my voice um we we've been rocky <laughs> lately we are in couples therapy together and we are working on accepting our current expectations <laughs> of each other Sweet. Sweet. Uh, so and joy 
Um, my earliest childhood memory is my, my mother, she always sang to me and she would teach me the most inappropriate <laughs> songs, which I guess, um, that's not surprising feeds into my personality, <laughs> but, um, and my grandpa too, like, like they would just, I don't know. They just thought it was funny to so teach can you share inappropriate one of them? songs. So yeah. So one of them is everybody's doing it doing it doing it picking their nose and chewing it chewing it thinking it's gum but it's really not it's great big gobs of boogers and snot okay so i wonder which song is going to stay in people's heads whether it's going to be touch the sky (laughs) you're definitely going to need to add a warning like you children in the car turn it down for 10 seconds or you'll be hearing this for the rest of your life (laughs) and that's like the tame one like the other ones were about drinking and like having affairs and stuff like it was just why like looking back at it it it's just like what but it's funny like i and i still remember them i still remember them all so is there a lot of pleasure in your relationship with your voice yeah there is because um my mom always encouraged me to sing and it was always for fun it was never like oh wow you didn't sing that right you know it was just like hey we're just having fun and then I never joined choir I just sang with my friends all the time for fun so I never had that experience of somebody saying oh your voice isn't right just shut up and uh and then I you know started singing in cafes and I was a singer-songwriter I never took formal voice lessons so it was just always like on my own for fun and it wasn't until adulthood that I took voice lessons and I was lucky enough to find a somatic voice work teacher you know and that whole philosophy of of voice work is to open your natural voice and to relax and to allow and so that just made me love my voice mm. even more that like wow I can do these things with my voice that I didn't know mm. I could do so I, I've been very blessed to have a good relationship with my voice. Paris, can you tell us how Voice Exchange got started? And what Voice Exchange is, maybe? Well, what Voice Exchange is, I'm going to leave that one to somebody else. But I can hmm. say how we started. Um, I met Amato in 2011 at Bobby McFerrin's Circle Singing Yay. Workshop in 2011. And then in 2012, Amato met Beth. And Amato and Beth came back, and we were all in the D.C., Virginia-y kind of area. And I got a call from Amato in September in 2012. And there's some of us who want to practice this circle singing stuff. Do you want to do it? And I said something that's a little blue for the radio, I suppose. (laughs) But I said yes. (laughs) Heck yes. Heck yes. Something like that. (laughs) And so it started with... Amato and Beth and myself and there were a few other people that kind of came in and then slowly left and then Dina came in and then Joy came in and that's how Mm. we are what we are now. Mm. Amato can you tell us a little more about what circle singing is? What made you want to keep practicing this? Yeah so this word circle singing is used to refer to a couple of different things. Uh, It's used in a broad sense to refer to any practice of getting a bunch of people singing together with improvisation sort of being at the core of it. 
And then there's a specific game that's frequently practiced within that general idea of choral improvisation or, you know, singing the music of the moment, uh, which is the specific game of circle singing where you have your singers arranged around the perimeter and there's a leader in the center who's improvising looped parts. And when they come up with a looped part that they want to hear the room continue to sing, they turn to a section and use body language to ask them to keep singing it while the leader moves on to create other layers of looped parts for other sections around the circle to sing. <clears throat> Usually when we get together for a circle singing event, we play that game and a bunch of other games as well that you know draw the power of improvising with singing with others out of participants. And what drew me to, uh, to, to participate in it, or what keeps me participating in it, was quite by accident, actually, at first, so a friend of a friend said, hey, there's a Bobby McFerrin thing that you could go to, and you like music and singing and Bobby, so why don't you check that out? And I was like, circle songs, sure, cool, Bobby, yes. It just rang the bell for me, because I had had experience previously singing in an a cappella group, I fancied myself a composer-slash-songwriter, I had been an improvising jazz singer. I didn't exactly know what I was doing with my life or my heart or my music at the time. And boom, here was this circle singing stuff that really drew some of those things together. And I took to it like a fish to water. It was only later, I would say, that I realized that, uh, learned over time, really, that what was most compelling about it is that the music that I make when I'm in the moment is usually a lot more honest and real and expressive and I like it better afterwards mm -hmm. than music that I plan out and try to execute. And so keeping that spirit in my music making now is really the reason, I think, or a big part of the reason that I'll stay in this way of making music for the rest mm -hmm. of my life. Does anybody else in voice exchange want to field kind of that same question? No, you covered it. I think you covered it very thoroughly. Yeah. I just wanted to, to hop on to what Amato did say, something about the authenticity. That's not the word you used. But for me, it really is because you're not planning it. And the stuff that comes out, at least when I'm leading a circle or giving parts, really is being fed from the people that are there. Their presence is part mm -hmm. of the composition or the creation of a part for me. And it's when you're a singer, you can't sing harmony with yourself unless you're Tuvin, perhaps. But when you can give the harmonies that you have been hearing as a solo singer for so long out to these people who are giving you the juice to create, there's nothing like it yeah. in the world. I just want to back up to say that Tuvan throat singing is a kind of overtone singing, which is practiced. Um, those particular people are from Mongolia, and they're um, creating a low sound and then high sounds at the same time that are match up to the harmonic overtones. Just to give a little background to that idea of Tuvan throat singing. That's beautiful. So I'm curious now, Beth. Here you are in a pandemic, and you can't feed off each other's energy in person, what Paris was just talking about. How do you go to an authentic place to create a song like Touch the Sky? You said that you were imagining what did the trees 
say to you? So I had the luck when the pandemic started, it started right after an all the way in reunion. Can you tell us what All the Way In is? Uh, Rhiannon's immersive vocal improvisation program. And so we were literally there the week before everyone knew that it was a pandemic. When we got back, we had just been doing that. And so we started to investigate how we could sing together online. And I just never stopped Mm -hmm. (laughs) investigating Mm -hmm. how we could sing together online. Uh, And so we continued that process. But... We also wanted to be able to continue giving people an experience of circle singing, of having other voices together. And so we devised, came up with basically a sequential improvisation schedule. And we recorded four to five songs every month for 18 months. Mm. So we have a lot. Touch the Sky came about because at a certain point, I needed a prompt (laughs) to, like, I needed not just to have this wide, like, make something. And so we we tried a bunch of different ways of being inspired together. And each of us would start one, and then there would be a sequence that we moved through in the recording. I love that idea that inspiration is a practice. Yeah. And... Is, is something that you come to again and again, and you don't expect everyone to be perfect. You don't expect everyone to be finished and polished. And Amato gets a ton of credit for the production. Ultimately, we all started producing our own, but for the bulk of what we put together, um, mm. everything got sent to Amato and he produced it. Thank you, yeah, that was a labor of love. I am feeling empathy for that. Dina, can you tell us then, what is it like when you receive a recording and you're trying to find your place in it? How do you do, you said you love to sing harmonies. How do you choose which is going to stay? Yes. So, well, to back up, I think, unless I missed it, one of us would start a song, record a loop, uh, uh, you know, whether it was eight measures, 16 measures or a bit more, and then drop it into Dropbox or put it on a program we used to use on, on the web. And then the next person in the schedule that Beth mentioned would you know load that up into their system and hear it and then record the next track and, track and so on. And we passed it around. So sometimes you, were the, you, know, you could be the first through fifth or so person recording. So when I would receive the track or tracks, I would listen to it, usually all the parts that had been recorded all at once. You know, I would listen all at once. And Similar to how we how we practice this live in person, I would listen for first probably what notes were not being sung. This, where's the chord? And that sometimes is up to your judgment, right? The chord is it not is not necessarily all laid out for you yet. So you can choose which note of a chord, which notes aren't being sung. Um, we listen for where are the holes in the rhythm? Where's their actual space? Because when the first person we call the motor, when the first person sings, they usually <laughs> try not to fill up all of the space with sound, right? They like to leave space. So the next person might do, that's what we call an interlock, is, is fill in some space. Um, so part of it is sort of, uh, you could call it technical, mm-hmm. right? Where it's not being sung horizontally in, uh, in time or vertically in, in notes. And then part of it is that I would listen for what just... What calls me mm-hmm. to sing? You know, am, is it my turn? Do I feel 
like a harmony with the same rhythms that's being sung already? Do I feel like that's where my place is in this song? Do I feel like playing off of somebody else's rhythm? If you're last, you get to think about, you could do a solo, you know, and actually, or put words on. So part of it is listening to what's not being sung yet, but definitely it, it's, it's, it's part feel. You know, just I feel it's neat. So if we took apart Touch the Sky that we just learned, Beth did the first track, and then Joy put on a harmony track. Yes. So yeah. Oh, Joy was. I was second, I remember. Because, because the interesting thing is, like, I heard your part, Beth, and I immediately heard it in a minor key because that's what my brain does. And I wanted to make a minor harmony. But then there was notes somewhere that you typed up and it was like the, it's the key and it's in the key of blah 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 and it was mm. a major key and then it was just like oh no oh no I have to rehear it in a major key and it was this big challenge and then I did it but yeah so then they got sent to Paris no actually no. you'd think I don't think it we did we thought it did but I, I was looking it up recently and it turns out that Amato was next oh okay he filled in a rhythm that was different from what was already laid out. And gave kind of a counter-melodic idea. Yeah. And then I was next. So Paris was last. She filled in that third ah, harmony last. I was last. Yeah. So I added, being fourth, I, I knew I wasn't the last one, so I wasn't going to um, do something very different. But I was sort of did a counter-melody to the counter-melody yeah. or something. I, I filled in a different kind of rhythm. Yeah. And then when I came in, mm-hmm. it was pretty full. <laughs> by then so when it's really full um one option was to not add a part but these were all being created to lead circles online so i thought well i'll be a tenor today and i'll just add a, a parallel harmony to beth which is brilliant because it sounds as you can tell by our confusion about which one came first it sounds absolutely integral right hmm a lot of hours logged together with these people. <laughs> and I think maybe that confusion is because of the way we come in now. Now that the parts are all laid out, well, what makes sense to teach? And I think to all of us, it just made sense to do mm-hmm. part one, two, three in harmonies. Mm-hmm. So, Joy, full disclosure, you are a good friend of mine, so I know how easy you are to work with already. But uh, as Beth is also easy to work with, as Paris is easy to work, you know, I kind of have an in here (laughs) to many of the people in this group. (laughs) And I know they're all easier to work with. Joy, how was it, what was it like to join a group of people who have already spent a lot of time together? Because I know sometimes I get intimidated when I'm walking into a room where, just where everybody already knows each other. You know, you're last to a party and everybody's already talking. Yeah, yeah. That's a very good question. Well, it's funny because just before the pandemic happened, I was talking to Amato, who I knew previously, about coming to Maryland for their circle because I went to the circle singing week-long retreat in 2019. That was like my first time. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I have to do this all the time. And Paris was there. So I met her for the first time. So it was just this big new thing for me. And I started a circle in my hometown. And like, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was just like, I just have to do this. And then I thought, well, I better go to the one in Maryland to see how they do it. 
because they've been doing it for like 10 years. So I was going to go and then pandemic. It's like, oh man. So then everything was shifting, everything was shutting down. And then um, I saw that voice exchange was doing it online. And I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, I'll go to that. I'll go to that, see what they're doing. And then I, I'm not sure exactly how it happened. If like you all invited me or I just imposed myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I was invited to You were to, on probation for six months. <laughs> it was definitely an invitation. I, I need to jump in on that, uh, if I may, um, because we had had a couple of months where we had asked a guest to contribute a part. Oh, that's And so right. you were yeah, one yeah. of the people uh, that, uh, that we invited to uh, contribute a part as a guest. And I suppose, I, I don't think that I speak for only myself when I say that we fell in love pretty fast. And the story behind that is that as we were like brainstorming guests, Amato was like Joy Truskowski. And like, we were like, well, you know, Joy Truskowski, I really think we should invite Joy <laughs> Truskowski. She's going to be amazing. You're really going to like her. Joy Truskowski. So we're sorry we came too late. Like, <laughs> you weren't our first, but, but you were the one who lasted. <laughs> apparently. That's apparently. True. She's stuck. Yeah, so like I contributed a part, and then um, yeah, I was like, like wow, these they've been doing it for years, and I did feel intimidated. Like, is this gonna be good enough? Wow, like what 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 are they gonna think? And and I did that first part, and then I I don't know if you invited me again. Like my my memory is cloudy. We had a little retreat, and. I thought we should keep you because you took really good notes when we had a meeting. <laughs> so secretarial skills help. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> that's uh, skipping a bunch of time yeah, there. But yeah. yes, you came and you kind of stayed. Yeah, yeah, I did. Also, you showed up. Also, we love to sing right? with you. <laughs> well, and I love to sing with you. Like, like it was just, I don't know, like I sort of still have imposter syndrome but i really really had it then because i really was new and especially relative to you all so i was just like i don't know what the hell i'm doing but they seem to buy it so okay i'll just keep going so i'm asking these collaboration questions a little bit because this podcast you know was created in 2021 when i was thinking how do i help people keep singing when we can't be singing with each other so it was sort of designed as, what do, how do we sing to ourselves? What do I sing to myself? What do I want to sing to myself when I'm alone? But now, of course, life is opening up a little bit, and the options of singing with other people are expanding. And at the same time, at least for myself, coming out of what we just went through, I feel like being with groups of people is a whole new experience. Like I'm coming to it from a different place than I did before the pandemic. And I'm curious if there are things that you all have been practicing, ways that you make space for each other, how you get drawn to continue working together, you know, how you know that this is the right thing to keep doing in your life. And how you are personally tending to it. 
Um, Amato, can we start with you? Uh, you go ahead and name the next yeah, person. Yeah. Um, so you're interested more in kind of how it is that we're prioritizing our uh, days and our lives so that this that we do together is something that we continue doing together. That could certainly be. Yeah. Yeah, because um, of the question. because uh, initially I heard the question more along the lines of um, how is it that you create musical space for each other while you're in this practice? Mm -hmm. um, and That's true too. Yeah, and I wanted to share um, what was really meaningful for me and I thought an important part of the process of us learning one another was when we split off into duets. We took a practice borrowed from uh, what Rhiannon describes in her book, Vocal River of Pattern Duets. And we figured out, okay, well, there's five people here. How many combinations of two people are there? Okay, so how much are we going to be listening to duets happen and how much are we going to be participating in duets? And it works out. And I think, for me, when you hear somebody sing, especially when you hear somebody sing improvisationally, especially if they're a person who, for whom music is an important aspect of their life, you're really hearing some reflection of their capital S self, right? And so that process of engaging in the duet, for me, if I have my ears opened, and I hope I do, is a process of learning how it is that I, in my individuality, interact and interface with this other person, this other singer, and what they bring. And so, like, where do they give ground? Where do they support what I'm doing? How can I give ground to what they're doing? How can I support what they're doing? What do we have to say to each other in just this pair? Mm. And getting some intuitive, you know, not sort of quantifiable, really, sense of, ah, this is me with Beth. Ah, this is me with Paris, mm -hmm. etc. Helps me sort of take some of the tools that we've learned about, oh, this is an interlock, this is a motor, this is a whatever, and it's a dry run for our collaborative musical negotiations. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, how do I make space for them? Um, very intentionally, with some specific knowledge about each singer, and that's gained from hours logged. Beth. I think part of how we make space for each other is making space for the magic that we know happens mm. between us. Right. And so while we've we've done this front end work where we have what we call going to the gym, which is the structures that we learned from Bobby and Rhiannon and, and those folks, Zusa also, who teach kind of the mm -hmm. scaffolding of how we do this. We've also logged enough time together that we know if, if we work backwards from like, oh, that was amazing. And when it's amazing, we, we can 100% feel it. All of us are like, oh, that was so good. Um, and so we're working both ends of it. We're making space for each other's ideas. We're also making space for the magic to happen, which is none of us leading mm -hmm. and all of us following the magic that is starting to emerge. And trust, right? We're trusting each other, but we're also trusting the music. Uh, Dina, how would you yeah. answer that? Okay, so making space for each other, I, I interpret musically. Um, so just 
God, it's, it's, <laughs> I'll get back to the magic part in a minute. <laughs> but um, usually we make space for each other. I like to kind of stay in one tonal range so that another person who sings can pick their range and we don't step on each other's toes or, or voices. And unless maybe you're the last person, you might do a solo, uh, then you kind of could be all over the place. If you're near the beginning, as I mentioned before, you might make uh, space by leaving some silence, you know, not singing the whole time. Um, Co-creating and singing with this group is, well, I have to use the word Beth used it. I mean, it's magical. And sometimes it feels super extra duper (laughs) magical. And sometimes it's not as magical, but it's great, you know, nonetheless. It's soulful and it's, it's just very fulfilling. And I found Amato, Beth, and Paris in yeah 2015, so it's been a while for me, and there's just been no question that this is like what I'm meant to do, how I'm meant to sing, and uh, these are the people I'm meant to sing with, and then Joy, of course, later joined us, Aww. and um, <laughs> it's there's 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 no like oh should I go or do I want to keep doing this? There's no question. This I love these people singing with them, and li- I love this kind of music. Who's next? Let's go to Joy. I think we all make space for each other. For me, it's about listening. Like, it's it's it was so incredible to step into a group of people who have already been practicing this, and I felt like I was just learning it. It was all so new to me, and I remember like you know the first time we sang on Jack Trip on this platform that we used to sing in sync from afar. And then I could hear you all and sing. And like, there's everybody's listening and everybody's flowing together. And it was just like, oh, what? (laughs) Wow. You know, just because everybody's listening. And you just, you just don't get that. That's not always uh, normal. You know, <laughs> the intensity of I hear so many of you saying the intensity of the listening, yeah, and that you're listening to yourself respond to how you feel when you do this, yeah, you're recognizing it feels good, yeah, 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 you know, and and I feel like there's a balance, everybody is giving everybody else space, you know, there's not any one person kind of taking over the whole you know, taking over the reins and or soloing over everything or, you know, controlling the direction of the entire trajectory. It's like it keeps shifting and, and changing. And, um, and like it just feels like we're all one organism creating this thing together. And it's amazing. It's just magical. Paris? Well, I'm not going to use the M word since everybody else has talked about how damn magical the whole thing is. For me, how do we make music together? I think if you listen to one of our rehearsals, you would hear us talking and supporting each other in our lives, not just in music, but in our lives outside of music. And we are friends in that way. And the piece for me that makes us work, we've been together longer than the Beatles, (laughs) is this shared collaborative leadership. 
is there's not a band leader. There's not the songwriter. And we made a very deliberate decision when we co-create a piece that, and you said it so beautifully, Patricia, that the core was started by this person or that person. So for me, it is this incredible respect for each other and this overabundance of generosity. It's like we haven't really heard Amato do his thing yet, or Joy needs to do her thing now, or Dina or Beth or Paris. And so we share being the front voice sometimes, but we're always making sure that everybody is heard all of the time and that we are equals. So do you want to start running the government? I think that makes it work, (laughs) if if you would. Well, yeah, Uh. we will take over the world. I think this is a very good idea, Patricia. You can um, send donations to Patricia, care, you know, and and, uh, she will get us in the Congress. Yes, we will do that. Dina, you look like you have, oh, sorry, Beth. Can I just add one thing? Because I feel like now we've given this impression that like, we just landed (laughs) gently together and started hugging. (laughs) And And part of why we do what we do and we can is because we actually did the hard work too, right? So tell me what the hard work looks like. It isn't that every time for the whole time we came in and we're like, that's a lot of room. Amato has a hundred percent heard more than once say, don't sing high. I can't take your range, right? Or uh, Paris and I had to negotiate going to the four to th- or the five. Like, I hear the four. I hear the five chord. Um, and, and like people's feelings got hurt, but we worked it out. And I think part of that was that Paris included a dinner food uh, in all of our rehearsals. Yeah. And so. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, but that's so important. And, and like she insisted, like, absolutely, there should be a meal associated with it. We also. Uh, until the pandemic, only rehearsed once a month for five, four or five hours because mm-hmm. we came from different places and we were coming in person. The pandemic mm-hmm. really created a weekly rehearsal for us. And that was part of the dinner too. But um, yes, we have put in the work and, and it's amazing. I'm wondering if it would be a stretch to say that because the magic is so magical, it made it worth putting in the work and figuring out how to work through the hard things. Definitely. It's an addiction. Uh, I'm going with the definitely to the thing before the word addiction. <laughs> Although I have described this as my book of choice. Well, it's funny because it's like you all put in the hard work before I came in, you know. And so I remember, you know, when I would come and you invited me to co-lead or, you know, come to a rehearsal it was really funny to me because sometimes you would kind of like bicker back and forth like brothers and sisters. And I was just like, whoa, this is really interesting. But it was like, you know, it was like just like witnessing a family, you know, like, you know, that there's pure love behind each and every one of you and how you feel about each other but then like you know in some ways you each also drive each other crazy and 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 for some of us it's a short drive (laughs) (laughs) 
but it was just beautiful to witness as that's all I'm saying it's like wow this family invited me in and they're letting me witness the squabbles and um that's I feel honored and you didn't run screaming and neither did Dina because really it's <laughs> either Dina or Joy who goes okay <laughs> let's let's move let's do a different perspective yeah <laughs> We like to go with the flow. Yeah, it's true. Like, like Dina and I, we're the peacemakers. We're like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, whatever you all want to do, you just work it out. I'll go along with whatever you want to do. I don't have any strong feelings either way. I'm wondering if I could take this a slightly different direction now, now that I'm completely and thoroughly jealous of your whole setup and family interaction. I wonder if we could take it to your relationship with your individual voice as a singer and asking a little bit of the question, what has changed in your life because you sing? Um, For somebody who's listening to this podcast and they're like, well, great, but I don't get to sing with a group of people like that. What else has changed in your life because of singing that's separate from voice exchange? Tina, can we start with you? Yes. Well, I, I've always sung. And so I think I must, I, <laughs> I just must sing. Um, and it hasn't always been in groups. I had a few years after college when I moved cross country and I was not singing with other people for about four years. And I think it was about the same when I moved, maybe three years when I moved back this side of the country. And so I either sing to the, you know, whatever CD or MP3 or whatever I can play. So I've, I've never really not sung. And again, I, whatever it is, I, I just harmonize with whatever, whoever I can. For me, when I'm singing, it's that's the flow. I don't know if you've you know, read that book. I've heard about flow. It's in the moment. I'm in the moment. I really, very rarely can think about anything else when, when I'm you know truly in the moment singing. And, and it's just life fulfilling. It, it gives my soul soul food, I guess. So yes, I'm super lucky with this group. And uh, I've reached out in the past and found other, usually acapella groups to sing with. Um, although this one is, circle singing is, you know, when you're, you're improvising, you're, it's a whole different kind of singing than, for me, than singing songs that have been created previously. I don't know, I can't say what's changed singing because I've always sung. But, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm more alive when I'm doing it and I'm more fulfilled the more I sing. Uh, Paris. I really didn't sing for a large period of my life. I won't go into the reasons for that. And it was about 20 years of going full-time singing, and then it kind of diminished, and then there was an abrupt stop. And I got the catalog for Omega. I saw the Bobby McFerrin thing. I knew of him. I respected him. I didn't have five albums of his. And when I went back to circle singing and I started singing again, for me, when I started singing again after not singing, it felt like I had a limb that had been numb, like an arm that hadn't been there. And I just didn't even want to go near music because it hurt too much to even think about the arm that used to be there. And then after doing circle singing and getting singing back, it was like I was alive again. So it was pretty major of no singing to singing. I was just operating as four-fifths of who I was probably, or three-fifths maybe. 
Macbeth. Thanks. Um, I actually have a really hard time singing when I am the only voice that I hear. And I think that what I'm missing is that I'm not improvising with the music. I am actually hearing my voice and judging it in a way that I don't when I am singing and listening to the music or listening for where I fit in. When I can get lost in the music, then everything relaxes. And, uh, and so I would suggest finding ways to do that. For me, this morning, it was Tuck and Patty's album. I got totally lost in an album that I, I was obsessed with in 1988. And like that was wonderful. It was only my voice, but it wasn't only my voice. Um, so, Amato. You know, I could go on and on about how important it's um, come to seem to me for people to sing with others. But your question is really more specifically about what if somebody doesn't have a group to sing with? And what I went to in my mind uh, as a place to start was something that uh, I've heard Bobby McFerrin say, which is maybe the best way to get over the fear of being ourselves is to try it more often, right? So I think what for me and what I've observed in others, the improvisation can unlock is just this sense of, oh, this is what it is that I'm feeling musically. So, you know, if I were to say to somebody what I think the benefit to them of singing is going to be, I would be, look, you're carrying your life inside of you. And singing is the way that we express that. So become comfortable with your ability to sing, whatever it takes to get there. Time logged, singing just with yourself in a safe space where you know nobody's going to judge you until you come to understand that, oh, my voice does this and I can do this with my voice. You know, get back in touch with what it is that your voice and your body and your music wants to do. And the benefits of that are, for myself, I just feel as if I live more fully through doing that. Let's see, who shall I pick? Um, Joy. Hello, thank you. Um, what has changed in your life because of singing? Ah, yes. Thank you for the reminder. I found a reason to exist. <laughs> I mean, like there thing. are many reasons to exist. <laughs> I'm not not to be, you know, all dark about it. But when when I used to sing as a singer songwriter. Like, okay, I'm playing gigs, I'm making people happy, I'm playing cover songs. Like, that's cool. and But that just got kind of boring after a while. And I was like, there's got to be more to this. And, and then when I discovered circle singing, and we're bringing in people who, you know, some people who have never sung in a group before or who have sung in a choir, but, you know, their choir teacher told them they didn't have a good voice, so now they're afraid to sing in a group. And to bring people like that together and allow them to explore and to rediscover their voices in a judgment-free zone. Like, we've had people come to circles who are moved to tears because suddenly, like, they're accepted and encouraged for their own voice. 
for me, like that just gives me so much purpose and love. Like this, this is something that I can do. I can encourage people. I, I know how to do this. And it feels so good. And I just want to keep doing that. I think that makes a really natural transition to the question of, are there projects that you're excited about right now, either individually or as voice exchange, that you want to share? And Joy, let's just start with you going right from there. We will put links for everything that gets mentioned here in the show notes. So if you hear something that's exciting to you, go go look. Okay. Well, in our area, in Roanoke, Virginia, we have uh, Star City Circle Singing. We have a monthly circle, just like um, Voice Exchanges Circle in Maryland every month. But we've built up quite a community here of regulars who are stepping up to co-lead. And I did a training in Brazil with Musco de Circulo. Um, and we're introducing a lot of those games. And it's just, it feels, oh, it's, it's very exciting. We got a grant from the city of Roanoke to do special circles with partner organizations. So it, it just seems to be growing. It's very so exciting. So people within like a 500 mile radius of Roanoke, now you know where you can go. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you can find us on Facebook and meet up or just, yeah, reach out to us. If you're coming from a long distance and you're looking for a place to stay, like reach out. We'll, tr- we'll try to help you find a place to stay. And, uh, yeah, we just want you to come join us and hear your voice. Great. Others, projects? Well, uh, I am hoping in October to start a Southern Vermont Circle Singing Group. And I'm very excited about that. No links on that yet. Amado? Well, let's see what to talk about. I think maybe cut this from the podcast. Um, That as Voice Exchange, we haven't discussed whether or not we're going to tease that we are working on making some of the recordings that came out of, you know, our pandemic circles as material that people can buy and download and listen to and, and sing along with. Um, along those similar lines, I've taken some of the things that I've made in that same interval that are solo, the things that, you know, I did only layers of my own, and I've got those sitting on a Bandcamp page that I can provide a link if somebody wants to uh, download it. And uh, I've got it marked on there as a $7 thing, but honestly, I just want people to hear this music and to participate with this music and play along with this music. So just contact me for a, a coupon so you can download it for free. Uh, I'll give you that uh, that address. And one of us should probably mention our, our regular monthly events in the D.C. area in Maryland, but I'll pass it off to, to Dina. <laughs> Well, uh, Voice Exchange is, has been my vocal project for the last, whatever it is, seven, eight years. So, yeah, I wanted to mention this forthcoming album that we are planning on getting released, and therefore we must now release it. Right? You heard it here first. <laughs> it, it's, um, I mean, it, <laughs> we did these recordings for, yeah, about about a year and a half. And boy, is that one of my favorite playlists. And I don't think I'm the only one. And I think the five of us shouldn't be the only five who get to to uh, have that as our playlist. So that's something I'm pretty excited about to happen one of these days. Uh, awesome. So uh, as Amato alluded to on the second Sunday of every month, at least 
Dina and I, since our partners have moved away, but often there are some other leaders and maybe a very special leader who's moving soon. Uh, and we are leading circles from three to five in the afternoon in Rockville. So that's a project that we're really excited about. I also run an online choir at riverchoir.org. And I am starting projects uh, called Song Dives. And you can find out a little bit more about that on riverchoir.org also. Those are my excitements. <laughs> Fabulous. We are going to go into the lightning round questions. The big difference in these lightning round questions is that they go fast. All right? So not a lot of backstory, not a lot of forestory, just an answer. You ready? Yes. yes. Everybody ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. What's an album that was really important to you? Beth first. Uh, Tuck and Patty, the one with Time After Time. Pass to somebody else. Joy. Wow, She's So Unusual by Cindy Lauper, which also had Time After Time. <laughs> Amato. Pass. Ah. How can I pick just one? Queen's the Game, Bobby McFerrin's Medicine Music, uh, almost anything by Prince, and uh, Dina. Uh, Eagles, 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 and Sting, and Billy Joel, and Alanis Morissette, Paris, Blue, Abbey Road. Okay, Paris, you followed the directions, so you get to be first next. What is your favorite soup? Vichyssoise. Pass. Oh, uh, to somebody else. Uh, Mexican chicken spicy soup. Uh, Beth. Dirty chicken soup, which is my own recipe. Amato. Baked French onion. Dina. My mom's uh, Hungarian cold cherry soup. What is a sound you feel strongly about? So this one doesn't have to be a sound that you like. It could be, but it's a sound that elicits a very strong reaction from you. Amato. Human voices together, singing, not singing, synchronized. Ah, uh, Oh, God. My husband belching in a way that I can't stand, <laughs> making all sorts of sounds with his mouth. <laughs> yep. Honest talk now. <laughs> uh, Paris. Little puppy snores. Mm. Beth. <laughs> Um, this voice exchange erupting in laughter together. <laughs> she hates it. <laughs> Joy. Uh, Freddie Mercury belting. Do you like it? Or I love it. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Who is an artist you wish more people listened to? Dina. Voice exchange. <laughs> well, when you get the album out, it'll be a little easier. <laughs> That's it. Beth. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I am completely unprepared for this. Uh, I wish more people listened to Breath of Song. How's that? Oh. All right, you get to come back. <laughs> uh, Patrick Watson. I have been very, very much into him lately, and. Uh, yeah, if you haven't heard of him, check him out. He's amazing. Paris. Martin Carthy, while he's still around. British traditional singer and redoer of how we approach the guitar in traditional music. Mm. Amato. Mm. Uh, Mick Farron. Do you have a favorite album? 
Medicine music meant a lot to me for a long period of time. And, and vocabularies is an amazing work of quite a different sort. But if I'm going to start somebody somewhere, it's going to be with medicine music. Yeah, one of my favorite albums of all time, too. Paris, where can we find Voice Exchange and follow your projects or buy your music at this point? When this album comes out, where will we find it? We do have a website, which is very, very quiet, voiceexchange.org. Is that correct, Amato? <laughs> um, that's where you will find us, or you can go to um, Meetup and put in Voice Exchange, and you will probably find our monthly sing, although it's not is called it that on Meetup. Circle Singing DC. What is it called on Meetup? Circle Singing DC. Circle Singing DC. Circle Singing Space, capital D, capital C. Is what? Circle singing together. If you put the words circle singing and DC in okay. on Meetup, you will find us. There we go. <laughs> oh, circle singing vocal jam DC. Go figure. <laughs> Who knew? Together again for the first time ever in person. We learn all kinds of things on this podcast. A huge thank you to you, Voice Exchange, for coming on A Breath of Song. And a huge thank you to you, our listeners. I'm so glad you're singing with us. Let me remind you that sharing this podcast with your friends really makes a difference. That's how other people find us. I don't have the marketing budget for people to find us in any other way. Visit abreathofsong.com to see show notes with links, lyrics, Patti Piotrowski's glorious artwork. Sign up to get artwork and music in your mailbox. How beautiful is that? And leave something in the tip jar to help cover costs. Before Patti or I is paid, 25% is donated to the Jazz Foundation of America, which directly supports jazz, blues, and roots musicians in need. The skill and artistry of these musicians has directly shaped most of the music that I share on this podcast, yet historically they've been inadequately recognized and unfairly recompensed. This is a small step toward restoration that we take together. If you would like to teach or perform Touch the Sky, having learned it so well, Voice Exchange would love to know. Please drop them a line at info at voiceexchange.org. That'll be in the show notes. And if teaching, performing their songs is a profitable business for you, please share a bit of the profit with them via their donation link at voiceexchange.org. So let's sing Touch the Sky again to help it sink in more deeply. Because that's how our brains work, right? We've let it go for a little while. Now it's going to come back. It'll be easier to remember it. Can I have a G again? Yep. Can I have my G? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you are safe here. You are safe. No one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. Just touch the sky. You are safe here. You are safe. No one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. 
just touch the sky. You are safe here. You are safe. No one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. Just touch the sky. You are safe here. You are safe of the sky. No one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. Just touch the sky. Touch the sky. You, you are safe here. You are safe here. You are safe in the arms of the sky. No one, no one ask you why. Oh no, why? You need to touch the sky. Touch the sky. Just touch the sky. You'll touch the sky. Just touch the sky. You are safe here. You are safe. You are safe in the arms of the sky. No one will ask you why. You need to touch the sky. Just touch the sky. Touch the sky, just touch the sky, sky. You touch the sky, just touch the sky. Wow. I just want to acknowledge that they are singing actually together in real time, courtesy of Jack Trip, this amazing software and hardware that they have. Yes. That invested in to make it possible for them to sing together like that. So that was a real live, but all in separate states. I think it all except Dina and Beth are in the same state, but far apart. That's right. <laughs> Paris, Beth, Amato, Dina, Joy, Voice Exchange, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you, listeners and singers, for joining us for a breath of song. I'm grateful that you are taking care of yourself and listening to your voice. I believe making a better world starts with tuning in to ourselves and each other, which is what we just did. So yay, yay us. Yay! Yay us. If you are liking this podcast, please share with a friend, and next time we'll plant another song. Until then, be well. Okay, usually we end right here, but I know if you've been listening to this, you're dying to hear what voice exchange sounds like when they're just playing. And so they recorded a little bit of sheer improvisation for us. Amado said, Dina, go. And here's what happened. Do, 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 do.
Thank you.